The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California, streaming online at KUCI.org and podcasting on iTunes. Welcome to Fighting for Love. This show will help you turn conflict into collaboration in all your relationships. I'm Lloyd, the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank, an attorney mediator since 1985. She's a mediator for the Orange County Superior Court Civil Mediation Panel. Mari's a professor of negotiations and conflict management and has been a certified state bar trainer for over 25 years. To learn more about the show and our great guests, please visit conflicthealing.com. Mari, what's your show about this morning? Today, our show is about intuition, and I just was reading this wonderful book called Radical Intuition, A Revolutionary Guide to Using Your Inner Power, and it's by Kim Chesney. And let me tell you a little bit about her. She's coming to us from Pennsylvania, and she is a globally recognized innovation leader and the founder of Intuition Lab. Her work has been featured or supported by leading-edge organizations such as the Carnegie Mellon University, Comcast, and Hewlett-Packard. Go to our website and learn more about her and have her bio and her picture at conflicthealing.com. But also you can go to Kim Chesney, that's K-I-M-C-H-E-S-T-N-E-Y.com and learn more, find out more about the book and all the great work that she's been doing. So I am excited to talk to you, Kim. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Mari. I I love this because I always have been trying to get more in touch with my intuition. I know that that's like a higher knowledge. And many, many years ago, I don't know if you ever read this book by Shotke Gwain. It was called Living in the Light, Getting in Touch with Your Intuition. And it's an old book. I must have read it, oh my gosh, probably in the 80s. But that's what kind of got me excited about really learning more about intuition and trying to get in touch with it more and really being open. And then this book is just wonderful because it just kind of took me to another level about intuition. So how is it that you decided to write this book? Oh, my. So, you know, first, I love that you brought up Shakti Gawain because, you know, as a young person, I think I read a lot of her books. She was one of the first people really to start writing about intuition as something that you could develop and really um, and really embrace in your life in a normal way. And, she, you know, she was the founder, one of the founders of New World Library, who actually published this book. So oh. it really is this tradition <laughs> yeah, of, of leveling up intuition and, and, you know, really, you know, expanding our perception of it. And, you know, over the years and recent decades, um, intuitions come more and more into the limelight. And we're getting to the point now where we're really finally starting to grasp what it is and, and how it is actually this extraordinary part of our cognitive function that can help us to lead better lives. It's not something that's woo or cold or scary. It's really just a natural part of our life that, you know, we just haven't learned to master yet. So, you know, we're trying to figure out really how you know, the, the right words to describe this sort of reimagining of intuition that this book is about. You know, we wanted to normalize intuition. We wanted to all to do that, though, without, you know, compromising the really sacred, sublime elements of intuition, because you know, intuition is a very deep thing. It's a very personal thing that's tied into our spirituality and our personal growth. But it's also a very practical thing that can, we can use every day in our everyday decisions and the way that we live our lives and 
relate to other people and create and run our businesses and all of these uh, really, you know, powerful ways in our life. So creating this sort of um, really comprehensive understanding of intuition in the many ways that we work with it in all aspects of life was sort of the goal of this book. And, and this idea of radical intuition started to come up because, you know, all of this at the end of the day is tied to this shift to reconnecting with our inner world. And that's what intuition is really all about. You know, we, we have to step back and pause from all the chaos and noise of the outside world and listen to the wisdom that's coming from within. And, you know, we hear that term a lot, like listen to your inner wisdom, but we don't really think about what that means. But it really truly is radical and revolutionary when we pause and we have this choice to listen to the conditioning of the world and everything the world has told us about ourselves and everything the world has told us to believe and think versus what we know is our truth and what we know is within us and that guidance and that sacred wisdom that tells us who we really are. So when we start to stand for that and we start to embrace that, that creates a radical change in our life. Yeah, and I love that you say that intuition is really quantum thinking. I thought that was yeah. so, what a, you know, I really underlined that and everything like that because <laughs> I thought that was interesting because we talk about um, you know, quantum physics, right? And so quantum mm -hmm. thinking, it I think, helps to take it away from being woo-woo, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. And I got really excited. You know, that was just kind of something that came out during when I was writing this book. Because a lot of this book, I, you know, just kind of intuitively, um, you know, put together over the last 10 years as I was really doing a lot of research and, and exploration into intuition. And this sort of idea came to me that, you know, the way we've been thinking all these years, it's rational, linear thinking. It's a lot like Newtonian physics. It's cause and effect, you right, know, and right. it's concrete right in front of us. But we know that there's so much more than Newtonian physics now. We didn't know this, you know, 200, 300 years ago. But now we know that there's this whole sort of magical kind of science that defies the laws of everyday physics. So it makes complete sense now when you start to think about that, that this magical part of our thinking that also defies this logical understanding can exist and does exist. And now it's time to figure out how to use it. Yeah, and I think the mystics did understand this, right? You know, and mm -hmm. and and what has happened is we've gotten so much into, like you said, the Newtonian thinking and the logical part of our brain that we have kind of ignored that intuitive side of our brain and, and our gut feelings. And, mm -hmm. and now is the time to kind of blend them. And, and you know, there's been so much uh, about understanding mindfulness and emotional intelligence. You know, I have taught mindfulness for lawyers. I, I teach emotional intelligence for lawyers. But really, mm. mindfulness and emotional intelligence really helps us to lead us into getting more in touch with our intuition, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, I talk about both of those things in the book, too. Uh, you know, they're, they're very... Um, all, they're sort of different manifestations of the same different principles with intuition. The intuition comes into our life in so many different ways. And so we can kind of look at it as a feeling or a knowing or a sensing. Or there's so many different ways that our intuition speaks to us every day. So working with these ideas of mindfulness and emotional intelligence, in my eyes, has sort of been kind of priming the pump yes. for us to go into that next level of intuition, right? So 
it's opening us up to the possibilities. And now in those silences, in that space, in that discernment, we can start to listen to our inner wisdom. Right. And I think so many times people have really suppressed that intuition. Now, does, doesn't everybody have intuition? Yeah, everybody. I, you know, I get really excited about this because I hear people say all the time, I'm not intuitive. I'm not one of those intuitive people. But like, just because you aren't naturally intuitive, so to speak, doesn't mean that you don't have the capacity to develop it. Every person on this place in the whole world on the face of the earth has intuition. It is part of how we're built as human beings. Intuition is the complementary force to our intellect. It's not something that's opposed to our intellect. It's something that should work together with our intellect so that we become really smart and really intuitive both. When we work with both of those things together, we start seeing genius come into play. That's how you get people like Einstein and Steve, Steve Jobs that are super, super smart but also some of the biggest champions for intuition. Exactly. So I think some people have it and don't even recognize it as intuition. Mm -hmm. They'll say, oh, right. gee, I, ha I just had a gut feeling about that. I shouldn't have done it. I knew in my heart I shouldn't have done it. I knew in my gut I shouldn't have done it, but I did it, and then it came out bad. Or, yeah. you know, or I, I remember um, reading this book that about uh you know, protecting yourself as a woman, you know, I, it was by, uh, mm -hmm. but anyway, about like when you get into an elevator and you just have this bad feeling about that person, you know, right. instead of being embarrassed to get back out, you should just say, you know, I forgot something and just get right out of there because your gut is telling you there's something wrong, but some people don't do that. And then they end up being assaulted. So yeah. There's a great story about that at the end of the book. I don't know if you've gotten there yet, but uh, you know, there's a story about a woman named Jessica in Washington, D.C., who had a similar experience to that, you know, where her intuition really tried to warn her about a dangerous situation. And she really rationalized herself out of it. Right. Know, because that's the thing. Your intuition comes in. It's like, oh, boom, you should do this. But it sounds crazy, right? Like, why should I Why should I think about this? Why should I worry about this? And your mind will tell you, everything's fine. Just just be cool. When really, we have to honor those those first impressions and those first insights. Yeah, and I just remembered the name of the book, too, that I originally read about, you know, what to do. And that was by Gavin De Becker, and it was called The Gift of mm. Fear. But it yeah, isn't just, ir yeah, it isn't just fear. It's like if you have this feeling, you know, you just have to go with it. And something really weird happened to me when I was a little girl. Um, I had a lot of intuition, or you might say psychic nature. They, they kind of could be the mm -hmm. same. And mm -hmm. um, when I was a little girl, I, you know, my parents had gotten a babysitter because my sister was out. And I usually was fine with this babysitter. But for some reason, I went nuts on them. And I said, you can't go, you can't go, you can't go. And I don't even know why I was like that. All I knew is they couldn't go. So they didn't go. And they were supposed to go with friends um, to a movie together. And their friends were going to pick them up. And they canceled. And their friends were killed in a car accident. So that was my intuition or, or psychic nature. I think they kind of go together. Uh, whatever yeah, it was, yeah, whatever it was, I just, you know, I was like, you know, 10 years old. And I just, mm -hmm. whatever it was, I just would not let them go. And, um, and you know, that kind of scared me. And so I think I suppressed it for a yeah. long, long time. Um, but, you know, I'm open to it now to get more in touch with my intuition. But my, you know, being a lawyer, my logical mind always wants to take over. 
And right. I and I have to balance that, like you were talking about. Is it's not one or the other. It's utilizing both for higher in- knowledge or higher intuition or higher mm-hmm. uh, understanding and wisdom. So let's talk about. You talk in the book about four types of intuition. What are they, and how do they work? Yeah, so, you know, the four types of intuition are really just four different manifestations of one overarching uh, intuition. So it's not just four separate types of intuition. It's just really four different ways that your intuition can talk with you. So so basically, um, you know, I'm, I was you know, trying to really come up with this comprehensive understanding of intuition as, as I was looking into all this, and it dawned on me that intuition works a lot in the same way as um, – the Jungian model of the four cognitive functions. So as we perceive and process information from the outside world, through our bodies, through our minds, through our emotions and our hearts, and through our being, our eternal being, our eternal spirit, you know, um, the intuition works the same way, only from the inside. So we get all this sensory input and all this mental and emotional reactions from things in the outside world, when we're working on our daily lives, going through our business, but intuition then can touch us in the same way, only from the inside. So uh, looking at those different elements of body, mind, heart, and spirit as pathways for intuition, these sort of four intuitions were born and the archetypes that come with them. So, uh, you know, we we work with the archetype of the healer, which is physical intuition. That's someone who works with the body and whose body talks to them, a lot of times you'll have healers, yoga teachers, you know, chiropractors, Reiki masters, people, doctors, anyone, even fitness, you know, any, anytime you're working with a body um, and you're really in touch with your body, you're, you're likely to have a strong physical intuition, which means you should listen to the subtle ways that your body's giving you intuitive information every day. Right. Um, and then, you know, second, we have this sort of the mindful intuition, which is the mental pathway and the decision-making process. So if you've ever had just a knowing, you just knew something kind of like, you know, the experience you just talked about, you just knew they shouldn't go, or you just uh, had a feeling they shouldn't go, um, even though you don't know why, you know, that's an example of when intuition works with us, uh, you know, on the conscious level for our choices. Right. right. So working with that is really important, right, with, with our decision-making. And then the third type of intuition um, we call creative intuition or visionary intuition. It's the type of intuition that, that calls you and pulls you to grow and change and transform and and that's sort of the intuition of the artist and the leader. And, and every single one of us, as we're evolving in our lives, are following these different callings. So, you know, when you have a calling or you have this idea that there's something that you're meant to do in the world or some sort of way that you're meant to serve or help other people, and that's really tied into this creative intuition, which is really your intuition of the heart, you know, mm-hmm. your passion and, and what you're called to do. Right. And then ultimately... The fourth type of intuition is, uh, you know, kind of spiritual intuition or transcendental intuition. And that's the intuition that calls us to rise above all of this, everything in this world, and really go beyond and go to this next level of higher awareness. And so that's when you have those sort of mystical experiences and really um, even deep connections with the divine and having these moments of enlightenment and bliss where we truly have these moments where we can transcend the illusions of this world. Mm. And that's kind of the the stages kind of that you go through. First the body, then the mind, then the heart, then the spirit. Mm-hmm. It seems to me like that mm-hmm. that uh you know, like that pyramid 
type thing. And yes. I was thinking like about Maslow's hierarchy needs. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, Maslow. So I was thinking about when you, you know, when I was reading this in your book and also when you're talking about this now about everybody would, could be reaching all of these. I mean, intuition to come through all of these senses, right? Through the body, the mind, mm-hmm. this, the heart and the spirit, if we're open to it. And I was thinking about, you know, so many people, especially when I teach, you know, because I was just planning this other course that I'm going to be doing on emotional intelligence and recognizing that people don't even know that their emotions are in their body. You know, they think it's all in their Mm -hmm. head. They're not in touch with their body. So how could they even get in touch with their body to feel what's in their gut? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I think that's a big challenge is for people to finally get in touch with what is going on with my body. You know, if somebody has, you know, it's like my brother-in-law has had issues with kidney and prostate and I go, who are you pissed at? You know, Mm -hmm. it's just like Mm -hmm. getting in, it's kind of like that Louise Hay stuff where she talks about, you know, heal your your body, heal your mind. So all of us, and I know when people are upset about things, that's, they're feeling it in their heart, they're feeling it in their chest, they're feeling it, a tightness in their head. And they don't even recognize that that's because of what they're they're feeling and they're thinking. So um, it's so beautiful to to remember to kind of go into all of these places, kind of go into your body. What is your body telling you? What is your mind telling you? What is your heart telling you? And then what is spirit telling you? I just love that. So yeah, that- I, I always say that. Um- you know, intuition really connects us to that purpose in our pain. And, and I do love that about, you know, Louise Hayes work is, you know, how she really brought awareness to that fact that, that our physical ailments are meaningful, right? It's not just something that's just randomly happened to us, you know, it's tied into us on a meaningful level. And if we look to our intuition, you know, we can find, we can look back and see the source of these chronic problems that we've had. And, um, and it's really that understanding and awareness. We start to, you know, that's like half the battle. We become aware of like how this this blocked energy came into being that we can finally release it and, and truly heal. Yes, that's that's so important, that awareness. Without awareness, um, you know, if you're totally unconscious to all this stuff, um, it, it will bite us in the butt. That's, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. So then you talk about mindfulness and insightfulness and how do they relate to each other? Yeah. So, you know, this movement of mindfulness that has become so prevalent in our culture today, which is really this wonderful turning inward from the chaos of the outside world. You know, the work of Eckhart Tolle's power of now specifically is the really hugely um, impactful on me and um, in my eyes has really set the stage for the sort of next step beyond mindfulness, which is moving into a state of insightfulness. So, you know, in mindfulness, we live in the present moment when we go into the stillness and we open up space to experience that being and that oneness, which is really our connection to to our real self and to the universe or God or whatever word you use for that eternal source that connects us all. When we get to that place and we open up that space, you know, it's not just about being there. I mean, that's part of it. It's connecting and communing in the space with the joy of life. But also when you're in this space, it's this stillness. This is where your intuition begins to speak. 
because it can only come in in between your thoughts. You know, when your mind is busy, when you're checking your phone all the time, when your emotions are on overload, your intuition can't get through. So it's really important, this, 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 this sort of movement of mindfulness has been such an important counterpoint to our busy, over-data-saturated culture that's taking over in the past couple decades. So it's a reminder that we have to unplug, we have to stay, return to ourselves, you know, stay connected to ourselves um, so we can get into this place where we can still receive our inner wisdom and this inner guidance every moment of our life. Yeah, you know, I became a transcendental meditator my second year in college, and I hate to tell you how many years ago it was, but it's it's over 40 years. So, um, yeah, it's a long time ago, and I remember you know, learning to meditate and, and having, they, we had to watch these um, movies, you know, uh, I was at college, the University of Wisconsin, where I went to school. And, and then we would go to these meetings, and we would see the Maharishi who has passed, but mm. he was, wow. he was our uh, teacher. And he talked about these same things, which was so amazing. We're coming back mm. around. You know, he was mm-hmm. talking about transcending and about, getting in touch with, you know, your higher self and, and God and all that. And I know for me, when I meditate every morning, and I know for me, sometimes something will jump into my head. You know, they, they say you don't think, but you do. You're still, your mind is still going. You go back to your mantra. You go back to listening to your breathing. But a thought will come in and I'm going, wow, that's a good idea. I'm going to try to do that. So that's a great place to really allow someone speaking to you you know they say like prayer is you speaking to god and meditation is god speaking to you at least for me Mm -hmm. it's a springboard for my intuition to come through you talk about an intuition revolution and and that's going on in our society from what we've seen in recent elections and and the inhumanity to humanity and the mm-hmm. and the anger and the disruption all the things that we've seen going on in our country and in our society i think that it's as difficult as these times are on so many levels you know between the social issues and the pandemic and all of the different things that we're coping with right now and as challenging as they are i really think that they're growing pains i feel like they're here right now to show us you know, that there is something more that we have this responsibility to really um, own our power and wake up, you know, and I think this waking up is, is really important right now. Sometimes, you know, you talk about awakenings and there's two ways that you can wake up, you know, you can wake up through a joyful experience or you can wake up through pain. Right. <laughs> and That's right what now, we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's some pain, but this pain is here to wake us up. Because, I mean, even just think over the last year, how many different things are you aware of now that maybe you hadn't been aware of? Right. Or things that you might have empathy for now that you didn't have empathy for uh, a year or two ago, just because of the, the social issues that are bubbling up and, and coming to the surface. And, right. you know, this whole process is really, it, it, it's about turning to that inner, that inner unity that we have that connects us all. And our intuition is, is what connects us and keeps us together, right? It is that connection. Instead of looking at the outside world and all of these uh, rules and dogma and everything that society has built that we're supposed to follow or, or, or listen to, instead of focusing our, our value on that, making that shift, making that revolution to focus our value on the unity that brings us together and calls us to truth, 
and calls us to justice and calls us to living that truth and owning our power in the world. So that's, that's the shift that I see happening. And that's the, you know, the purpose and the pain that we're experiencing as a society right now. Right. No pain, no gain. Let me ask Mm. you, let me ask you, can we do, uh, can you share a little exercise? We don't have a lot of time left, but we have time Mm -hmm. to do an exercise, which I think will help people to really kind of understand what we're talking about and get them excited about getting your book, Radical Intuition. Let's do it. Sure. So let's do what I call, this is the wormhole method, which is um, how to make a fast, easy decision with your intuition. So we, we often get in a state of analysis paralysis where we have to make a choice and we just can't. We don't know this way or we don't know that way. We're not sure what to do. So right. um, this is a fun little exercise that we can do. So um, right now, if you have a second, just um, think of, just start thinking of something that you need to make a choice about. Could be whether you're going to buy this car or that car. It could be between a relationship. It could be something really simple, um, or it could be something profound like a career change, or you know, moving, or you know, or a spiritual choice. So, so any two things in your life that you're you're just not sure about which path to follow. Okay. Uh, and we're going to do a little exercise here to to show you how your intuition can speak to you. Because typically when we're trying to make a decision, we'll like make a pros and cons list or we'll think of all the rational reasons why we should do one thing or the other. Right. But you can do this simple exercise to just listen to what your intuition is telling you really in an instant. So it's really quick and easy. So are you ready? Yeah. 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 In your head. Okay. All right. So the first thing I want you to do is think of a symbol for that represents each choice. For example, if, you're, if your choice is whether to take a vacation in Spain versus taking a vacation in Hawaii, maybe your symbol for the Hawaii trip would be a palm tree and your symbol for the Spain trip would be like a matador, right? So just think of a relevant symbol that represents each choice. Okay. 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 Now close your eyes and take a deep breath because when we work with our intuition, we always want to get a high vibe. The higher vibe that we get, the easier it is for our intuition to, to flow in. So Smile, feel good, take a deep breath, get into that positive state of mind and open up and then put each symbol in front of you in your mind's eye, one on the right and one on the left. Okay. And just imagine them there with your imagination. Touch in with each of those symbols and connect with them. Just put your attention on one at a time and then see how each one interacts with you. Does one of those symbols get bigger, stronger or more closer? Does one of them shrivel up or pull away or disappear even. So kind of see the different way that the ways that those two symbols speak to you, right? And it can happen instantaneously. Like this is something that it can, and if it doesn't happen instantaneously, it's just clear your mind and just, it's usually because, you know, our, our thoughts are getting in the way or we're second guessing. Yeah. So it's something that just sort of happens automatically. Did something happen for you? Yeah, one came closer. So the one that came closer to you, I'm curious, is that the one that you intuitively thought would be the right choice? I guess I thought I I would do both. You know, we're we're going to be moving to Florida and I'm mm-hmm. getting certification to be a mediator there and I'm also wanting what? to do like more online courses and really just delve into speaking and training which I've done before versus going back and doing what I'm doing with mediation and it's mm-hmm. like a whole new place to decide on that mm-hmm. career. But the one that was the training actually got bigger. Right. And, and the, the reason that happens, and it doesn't mean that, you know, the other one isn't going to happen, 
it just will show you where the more immediate resonant energy is. So, uh-huh. so it might be that that's something that you're, you're going to be doing for a little bit longer. Maybe it's not like, oh, that's your pathway, but maybe it's something that where you're going to be putting a little bit of energy into right now, or you need to put a little energy into mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form. Um, but ultimately, all of it is in service to your calling, right? So right, all of it right. is, is going to be in service to your higher intuitive calling. And and it should resonate with you. You know, if if um, if it doesn't resonate with you, if the 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 image that because typically what happens is just like what you talked about, one thing will kind of shrivel up and go away, and the other one will kind of come alive in some kind of way. Yeah. So when you really connect with that, you know, and I encourage you to go back in and connect with that um, symbol that that came alive. Maybe even doing some journaling about it. Yeah. And understanding what that meant, you know, and going deeper into it. I think you'll get some insight around that because this is how our intuition speaks to us because the intuition doesn't work. This exercise is just an example of how the intuition doesn't work like the rational mind. It's not going to speak to you in a sentence and say, Mari, you should go do this now. Right, right. That's not how intuition, it's not how we get to it because the side of the brain that we use to access that information is, is a side that works in symbols and metaphors and and all of these more creative, intuitive ways. So, so it speaks to us a little differently. So that's just one of the ways that we can visual, use visualization as a tool to speak with our intuition. But we can also um, use journaling as a great way to, to let get in the flow and let these ideas kind of come out. And then there's all kind of other tools in the book that I give, the ways that you can practice and get a deeper insight into these kind of things. So you can really sort of start to develop a language with your intuition. Well, perfect. We are out of time. So I'm just going to say the name of your book, the Radi- it's Radical Intuition, A Revolutionary Guide to Using Your Inner Power. And Kim, would you just give us your website? Kim Chesney, K-I-N-C-H-E-S. Tny.com. You can get my free Wake Up Your Intuition Guide there, too. It's a 12-page book to get started waking up your intuition right now. Thanks for all your great work. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM Irvine and KUCI.org on the web. I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. and visit our website at conflicthealing.com. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.